to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I got my linemate Matt with me. And today we're going to go over the Blackhawks uh, last couple games. Um, Jonathan Taves returns. And we're going to go over some NHL news, some wild card races, and uh, some stats for the year so far. So before I, we get into it, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you. If you haven't yet, hit subscribe. We'd really, really appreciate it. Helps out the podcast. And uh, here we go. So the Hawks fall to the Blues and the Devils. Um, you know, the Blues are a really surprising team this year. You know, me and Matt were talking about the Blues being a um, definitely not a, a 500 team, um, definitely a team looking to contend in the playoffs. I did not anticipate them trading Ryan O'Reilly this year. Um, Vladimir Tarasenko, he requested a trade last year. They didn't get it worked out, but uh, but they still competed and made the playoffs. But Matt, what is is are the Blues kind of looking to? It, it almost seems like they were a team looking to play in the playoffs, and they didn't quite make that, and they kind of retooled on the fly. What, what's going on with them? Yeah, well, they traded two important pieces, and they did get first round, you know, draft capital back, which is which is a good right. thing. You know, so they can they are going to have high well they're not going to have high picks, but they'll have good picks. I think actually they they have three currently three first round picks for next draft, and next draft is supposed to be super right. deep. So that's scary for a Hawks fan because you know they're still a five hundred team. They have good players. I think this year the problem has been Bennington. I mean, I feel like every Blues like headline we see. It's Bennington acting like just a psychopath. Yeah, you know, like he'll he'll fight a team, he'll challenge a team, and <laughs> I don't see anything positive from the Blues this year. And looking at the goals against differential, they're minus nineteen, or I'm sorry, minus thirty four, which it's not good. And if you're a five hundred team and you're still minus like that, clearly your goaltender needs to be better. Um, the the let me see. Yeah, they're they're 500 home and they're 500 away. So they just, you know, they can't really get anything going and I think the I think the GM, you know, he did the best he could. And uh getting rid of two stars like that, it's going to hurt, you know. They were part of that Stanley Cup team. But uh probably time to move on and try to retool on the fly a little bit. Especially with Tarasenko. I mean, he was, you know, kind of a homegrown product for them. And um and kind of seeing him go, I I thought that he would maybe stuck it out there, but apparently not. Um, you know, I, I wanted yeah, to... Ma- it was weird. He he requested a lot of trades, I feel like. I'm sorry no. to interrupt you, but I remember, well, you you said he requested a trade last year, and I think the year before he did, did too. He? And they just couldn't get a deal together. And quite honestly, man, I thought the Kraken would have, you know, drafted him in that um, fantasy Oh, draft. right, right. And, and he, I mean... He, Kind of, if you're kind of looking back at it, like he would have been really good there. They're a yeah. good team, and he probably would have got paid a lot because they have cap space, and he just didn't want anything to. Uh, I guess uh, Ron Francis didn't want anything to do with him, and they left him unprotected, and which I was surprised I was about. Too. I, I thought for sure that in the mock draft, I'm uh, with myself. I'm like, oh man, it's a no brainer to pick him. Yeah, you know? and uh, actually. It, it, it's been good, I think, for New York. I think he's a good fit over yeah, there. Yeah, I think he is, too. Um, he's a sniper. He's a shoot-first guy, and that's something that the Rangers, you know, they need. They have a lot of pass-first guys, even, you know, Kaner, Breadman. They're finally 
you know, getting it going. They've been really good. A lot of Eastern Conference teams are saying they're pretty, pretty, uh, you know, playing at a high rate right now, and you know they wouldn't want to face them in the first round of the playoffs. I don't think I would either. And I just think that Tarasenko is a very good fit there for a for a team that's kind of pass first mentality with their type of players. So just a good good sniper to have in the playoffs. I'm just very very shocked that uh, it took this long to trade him because it was like a two year period. Yeah, I think, of him. I want out. I want out, and they just couldn't get it I done. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't hear him in the, you know, in the media quite a bit. You know, I, I didn't hear him at all, actually. He just requested his trade, and he didn't really say anything much after that. But Bennington, on the other hand, dude, he's been he's been all over the all over the internet with some kind of antics going on like all season. And I was just like, what's going on there? You know, it just it was just really weird, yeah. like what's been going on with with the Blues this year. Uh, the Devils are are kind of the opposite of that. You know, they pretty much just turned it around after one year. Uh, they've had some really good play from. You know, from Jack Hughes and and you know the rest of their cast, and I'm hoping that the Hawks can kind of do the same thing that the Devils have done, you know, this year. You know, coming up, you know, within like the next two years or so, being a you know a really really bad team, and then turning it around and turning into a playoff contender like the uh, like the Devils have. Um, the Devils will be getting Luke Hughes, Jack's brother, as soon as the NCAA playoffs are over. And um, I heard that he's playing um, great. You know, it seems like Michigan, the University of Michigan, has got a lot of good players down there, uh, you know, that are, uh, they've just got a good program there. And um, Luke, so Luke Hughes is supposed to make it to um, the Devils come a playoff time haven't got to see him play yet with the Blackhawks fault for both teams currently sitting dead last so we've got the best of the chances to get that Bedard, Bedard. lottery <laughs> ball which is the number one pick um if you if you get the number one lottery ball and don't pick Connor Bedard you know something's going on to be honest with you if if say Vancouver gets the number one ball and they don't pick Connor Bedard, hmm. you would have to ask yourself, why on earth is this team not doing this? Is there some kind of scouting report that they, something that they've missed, you know? That city would oh burn Oh my down. gosh. So they'll, they'll just be looking for a reason, any reason to, to burn it down, you know? So, so we'd have to see. Uh, Luke Richardson is has said that Lucas Reichel is expected to play the rest of the season with Chicago before heading back to Rockford for the AHL playoffs. If that's the case, why don't we have more guys up from Rockford playing and sitting some of the guys that have played a majority of the season this year? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I just don't really like the mind games that they've played with the fans with the Lucas Reichel whole dilemma. Yeah. Um, I thought when his second call-up, when you know, he was the best player on the ice for like four straight games. He clearly earned it. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he should have stayed up the rest of the year. And they should have told the fans that. Like they, they just kept, oh, we want him to do different situations. And eh, okay, well, if Lucas Reichel was playing red hot and putting up, you know, points like he is now, and he's playing with Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane might not have want to left. You know, he might want to stay, you know, and... Uh, he's even Kaner even said like this is a kid I'd love to play with for the next couple of years. He's so skilled and he's fun to play with. And, and you know I know it's done and it's done now. But you know if they had success together, it's it's almost like Kaner is finding another partner in crime type of thing because he's had you know Breadman over the years. He's had the the Brink Cat and 
just something to look forward to. And then I, I, I just don't, I, I don't know what they're doing with him. I wish they would just be honest, say, hey, we're going to call him up like four or five times this mm-hmm. year. We want to see what he's doing for, you know, against different opponents, different types of teams. And let it be that. Don't don't say you can't send a guy down who's on like a five game point streak. That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I'm not sure what what they're trying to do with that. I, I get they're patient and they're very terrified of what you know, they don't want another Kirby Doc. I understand that. But this team has no expectations. I think Kirby Doc was on maybe two teams that <laughs> we were a little delusional and thought we'd make a wild card spot or sure. something, but this team has no expectations, and right now he's playing good and he's putting up numbers, and I, I I think he deserves to stay to the end of the season. Well, they haven't, you know, they haven't. They can't come out and say that they're trying to tank, but if you've got a kid that's looking to make the NHL and he's on a five game point streak and he's going to turn your team into a turn your team in from a bottom team to a middling team that doesn't make the playoffs, you know that doesn't really. Um, they're not doing what they need them to do, which is tank, and I think that. Um, without making it too obvious, that's what they're trying to do. You know, I mean, it's obvious, but kind of not obvious of what they're trying to do yeah. in a, in a they real, real, real weird it. way. They yeah. can't say that, they can't hey, we're purposely yeah. trying to lose so that we can get this kid because if they were to do that, then, you know, other teams would, would obviously do the same and then it wouldn't, the, the, the product in the NHL just wouldn't be as good, which is why I think that, you know, come in the future i think that they should consider if you are a bottom two team in the nhl you should have to play like there should be like a transfer of like the top two you know or three ahl teams switch with the bottom three nhl teams you know just so just so that you're like hey you know what we don't want to be an AHL team just to kind of incentivize teams and not to tank. I think that's the only way, to, not one of the only ways to do it. Yeah, I think it, this lottery system is the other way, and I hate it personally. I think some years you're going to be bad, and if you want your franchise to turn around, you need good picks. And say we're dead last, which we are this year, and we get like the fifth overall right. pick, that sucks. It's like a wasted season. Yeah. Obviously, and then you, the next season you got nothing to look forward to. You're you're not going to get a guy that's going to make a jump unless it's a super deep draft. Usually, I'd say the top three guys, maybe if you're lucky, four will play and can play in the NHL, but probably you know they won't be as good. Like look at Jack Hughes; it took him three years to get. You know, some guys take a while. Some guys, Capo Caco. You know, I'm surprised with him because like. I think it's like a love-hate thing yeah. over there that I, I see on Twitter that Capo, oh, yeah, this guy's great. And there was rumors of Capo getting traded for Kane. And I'm like, oh, that'd be awesome. You know, if we're going to replace, you know, our guy, we, we another young and up-and-coming guy would be great. But no, you'll never get him. He's our guy. He's our guy. Then you got, oh, this guy sucks. He's a third-liner at best. It's like, geez, make up your mind with this kid. Yeah, guy. I, I mean, but, if you look at his stats, to be honest with you, dude, I don't see what the what the, the big deal is on him. To be honest with you, I think that you can consider him a bust. I would consider him a Kirby Doc. Here are his stats. Uh, his first season, 66 games, 10 goals, 13 points, minus 26. Um, 2021, 48 games, 9 goals, 8 assists. 21-22, 43 games, Seven goals, eleven assists this season. Twenty two, twenty two, twenty three, 
76 games played, 15 goals, 22 assists. I would consider this kid a a bust considering where his what his draft status was. Yeah. I think he was a number one draft pick, wasn't he? No, number number two, number two draft pick, dude. Yeah. This guy's putting up 15 yeah. goals, 22 assists. Now, I, I better than Kirby. I mean, I, it is better than Kirby, <laughs> yeah. but not by yeah. much. He's on a very good team, though. He's a really good team. He's on a very, very good team. He's around very good players. Right. So, I mean, if, if he was sent here, he would probably be worse. Yeah. I mean, he's got no supporting cast. Clearly, he's got a good supporting cast here. His numbers are good. His numbers, but, I don't uh, think I his think numbers that, are good. 15 goals ain't bad. I think it's For a his, number two draft pick? I think for a number two draft pick, full, for the, I'm sorry, first round, second yeah. pick, second overall, I would want more than 15 goals. I mean, let, let me look. Yeah, at least 20, 25 would yeah. be good for a, a high pick like that. I mean, the Rangers got lucky that year. They jumped from, I don't know. And then they had Lafreniere, who's a who's another guy that is a love and hate. Yeah, thing. it is. They're expecting so much, and they're healthy scratching him one day. Then the next day, he's scoring two a game, and they love him again. Yeah. I'm telling you what, man. Rangers Twitter is very annoying. <laughs> very annoying. And like, I remember the whole Kane thing. We don't need Kane. Oh, yeah, we don't want yeah. Kane. We don't like that. We don't like him. He's a cab driver beater. <laughs> and then he's scoring beautiful goals. It's like, oh, we got Patrick Kane, the best American born player yeah. ever. I'm like, mute. See you Dude, later. I can't. I, it's so weird. I think it's even worse with uh, Lafreniere. Listen to this first round pick. Uh, first round, first pick overall, 2020-2021, 56 games played, 12 goals, 9 assists. 2021-22, 79 games played, 19 goals, 12 assists. 22-23, 75 games played, 15 goals, 22 assists. This is for a number one pick, man. So that's so he's averaged. Well, he he might be a twenty goal scorer. Oh, one twenty day. goal scorer who was a first round pick. I think that they missed the mark yeah. on his on his draft status. Well, it was a very weak yeah, draft, was. and it was a lot of unknowns. It, it's tough, but I, it, they picked the best guy available. It's just he's not. Sometimes they don't thrive in systems like that, and there's already. You know, they got their top six is already... Those guys aren't even in their top six. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty good for that same... The team is, you know, third-line, fourth-line guys. They're kind of out there grinding, getting goals. Imagine if they got a little bit more time. That might help. But uh, I don't even consider those two in the top six. I think oh you got, gosh. you know, Kreider. You got Tarasenko, Zibanejab, Kane, Panarin. I think that other kid... Uh, they call it the kid line yeah. over there. Um Heedle, Heedle, uh, I believe Heedle, Lafreniere, and Kako. They call it the kid line. They're very young and stuff, but they they overhype them like they're like the best up and coming kids. But you're not going to be able to keep all those guys. You know, you got you're so top heavy with these other guys. It's almost like the Hawks thing. You're going to lose guys every year just because you got to kind of stack teams. Listen to this. I'm going to name. Um, I'm going to name the top ten drafts draft picks from that draft year. Okay. Alexis Lafreniere, Quentin Byfield, Tim Stetzel, Lucas Raymond, uh, Jack Sanderson, Jeremy Drysdale, Alexander Holtz, Jack Quinn, Marco Rossi, Cole Perfetti, Yaroslav Yaroslav Askarov. Uh, that, that was number eleven. Is there anybody in here that? Stu- yeah, For right. Sense. Yeah, he's probably. 
probably the most impactful player on their team now from the draft. I think. Yeah. If, what are his numbers uh, like? Hold on one, one, one second. I can get to his numbers. But guess who else was drafted in that draft? Uh, no Lucas idea. Reichel. Oh, so th- that was a later pick At then, 17. Too, right? Wow. Yeah. That was the first round draft. I've heard of maybe two guys or three guys in, in the top 10. So, yeah, you're right. And poor Lucas, he's, he hasn't even gotten a chance like if, these guys If they yet. redrafted this, That's he should crazy. go like number three and maybe... S- he he could. He could. He's developed in yeah. the minors more than these other guys. And uh, next year is going to be a big step for him. I and think. Uh, what's his name? Stetzel or... I don't even know how to say it. Stutzla. Stutzla. He would yeah. probably be the number one pick, I would think, in this draft. He's got to be close to 30, right? 30 um, goals? Hold on. Let me check. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I know the Sens, they really like him up there. And I mean, he, he's somebody sure like, oh, well, this kid's pretty good. You know, I've seen him. I mean, I've seen him play. I've seen him score. You know, he's he seems like a, like a good player. He's a German, yeah, right? These other yeah, two, uh, I mean, some good German Lafreniere, man. and yeah, they've got something going on there in Germany. They're they're gonna have to yeah. up their uh, their European scouting in in Germany. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's look at this kid's numbers: 20, 20, 20 21. F- 53 games, twelve goals, seventeen assists. That's his first season. Okay, twenty one, twenty two. Last year, seventy nine games, twenty two goals, thirty six. Uh, assist so almost a 30 point increase okay 22 23 72 games played 37 goals 47 assists he's almost hitting 40 goals this year and that's another 30 point increase in him that's that's great and so it's kind of made it's a head scratcher like why are you trading for a debrinkat when you got this kid already yeah for cheaper it's a head scratch yeah huh. it is uh but what i think the point that i'm trying to say is is that you know this kid went third overall um he's playing like a kid who was who was drafted in the the number three pick lefreniere and caco are not absolutely not yeah this kid 37 goals it's man he he gets better every yeah. year and he i mean he's what he doubled it his second year yeah and oh my goodness, and thirty-seven goals. For, getting thirty is a big 47 deal assists. when you're a young kid. Yeah, getting a, it's a big deal when you hit the thirty goal mark. I remember Patrick Sharp when he hit thirty; it was a big yeah, deal. Was. Like they're like, oh man, we're gonna have to pay Sharpie a lot more. But then to get forty, that's another that's another level, yeah. man. So Stussel, man, he's he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, I like him, but I, I obviously my point is is that I just think that Kako. And Lafreniere, they're frustrated with these guys because we're looking at a number one and a number two pick. And and when you get that number one, number two pick, you're expecting this kid to start to be putting up Stutzel numbers. Oh, yeah. I I mean, mean, they've never cracked 20 goals. At least Lafreniere. Yeah, Yeah, Lafreniere. I mean, it was kind of an unknown draft. They were kind of just winging it with COVID. And he might have lucked out a little bit, you know. With the scout, there wasn't really games being played in the minors and stuff like that, or the junior levels, and he he probably benefited off that. And he's he'll probably get twenty goals one day, but yeah, like you said, if you're a first overall pick, you're expecting like guys like Connor McDavid and you know Kaner to to be at their level. And clearly, I don't think he's ever going to get there. I don't even think he's going to make it. You know, another three years with the yeah. Rangers. Yeah, or at least like a Kyle Connor. You know, someone, I mean, he's completely under the radar, yeah. but somebody who's putting up some points. 
Yeah, the, the, the team's interesting. I know they're going for it this year. But I just I don't see them looking the same in the next year. Or right. Two. I, I think they're going to be totally different. I, I, and I know they they want Tarasenko. I, I've heard they want him back. But I, what do you do? You had to move heaven and earth to freaking um, get Patrick Kane on the team. You had to get the Coyotes involved and money this way, money that way. Yeah. How are you gonna How are you gonna sign anybody like that? So one of these kids are gonna have to step up because you got to figure you're losing Kane or Tarasenko next year. And they're probably going to be inserted in the line. Or they figure out a way to work it out with one of them. I, w- I would be thinking Tarasenko. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, he, younger sniper type guy. I think I I try to work it out with him. But then you're probably going to use one of your. You're going to lose one of your youngster guys. Yeah. So you're going to have to move them and you know reset with another prospect. They might have some cap. I- well, they're going to have cap issues. Oh God, yeah. There's no way Kaner stays unless he takes like a two million dollar one year deal. A one point five. Why would he do that? It's it's no. it's so wasteful. You know, it's like playing for free in New York. He's probably going to be taxed on at least a mil. <laughs> you know, it's so crazy yeah. there. He'll probably I'll put him for five hundred k just to get another cup or something. But I don't see him yeah. doing that. So before we go any further, I got to let everybody know that the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make sure your bet up to $1,000. If it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all major action for hockey, baseball, basketball, golf, MMA, and more. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. This week, the Blackhawks take on Calgary on Tuesday night. The Flames were a team with a lot of hope last year after trading Matthew Kachuk for Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger. Things haven't worked out as planned, but they're a team with potential. Uh, we've talked about it, you know, plenty about M- Matthew Mc- Kachuk scoring what Huberdeau and Uyghur have done together this season, so things haven't worked out for Calgary. Maybe we can get a win out of it, but we're not looking to win because we need to tank. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And Manscaped is now selling beer products and they're selling um they're selling like shower type products too. So uh you need to guys you need to check them out. I love that their body their body wash. It's great. Their um their scrubber's really good too. So check out the uh the buff pack, the buff bundle. Um, they're once again revolutionizing men's grooving with the beard and new beard hedger pro kit from a beard trim to a fresh shave. The technology behind the beard hedger pro kit allows you to shape your signature beard. Look, now you can finally use manscape products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscape.com using code, uh, shy tomahawk for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard. So say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped Pro Beard Kit. Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. So you get 20% off and free shipping with the code shytomahawk at manscaped.com. Now, Matt, back to the podcast. Jonathan Taves made it back to the lineup. Um, I honestly think that in, this is like a somewhat of a farewell for him that he's looking to that he want he doesn't want to have this these health issues that he's having um he's he doesn't want these health issues that he's having to ruin the end of his career meaning that he gets sick 
and then he never plays again. You know, I think this is he wants to get the last taste of playing professional hockey before he uh, he hangs it up. I think this is truly his. I want to see if with these symptoms that I'm having, if I can get out here and play, because he said earlier in February that, or I, oh, I'm sorry, in January that he was a, having a hard time getting out out of bed, find even finding the motivation to get out of bed to head to the rink to go to practice. And this is coming from a guy who loves playing hockey. You know, he's been a a great hockey player his his entire career, and it's it's hard to hear. Uh, you know what he's going through that you know he can't enjoy his time you know he's he finishes practice or he finishes the game he heads home and tries to just to recover for the next day because his body is so um, beat up and it's not just from the wear and tear from the game and all of the meaningful hockey that he's played in his career but from you know this this these this chronic illness that he has you know he's like i can't even go out to dinners with the guys afterwards which is something that i've heard him and Kaner talk about in the past that they really enjoy these these team dinners that they do because it you get a lot of camaraderie from it you know and uh but i so i think that this is him trying to kind of go out on top in in his own way he had 14 uh, minutes of ice time 18 shifts one assist one shot on goal Eight for twelve on faceoff, so you know it's pretty incredible, man. How good he is at at the dot, you know that. Oh, you know yeah. he's just been yeah. over his career, dude. He's just been so consistent at the dot. I mean, this is a guy who's nowhere near a hundred percent. He's still eight for twelve at the dot, you know. So, oh yeah, when you're a puck possession team, that's the most important thing: winning that faceoff to get the possession. Yeah. And he's was one of the best. This guy could probably come off of a nap and 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 go uh, go sixty percent. <laughs> This guy could probably win opposite shooting hand faceoffs <laughs> against some of these current guys, even with one of those mini sh- uh, shinny yeah, sticks. Yeah, man, it's and just win it clean it's back. Truly really incredible. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, whatever he decides, it sounds like this is the end. Retiring or moving on, man. But I think this, I think that he could be retiring. Uh, he's the greatest co- uh, captain in, in the Blackhawks history. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll put it out there. You know, Stan Mikita was. Uh, you know, he was a good. Not even he was close. he was a yep. good. Uh, you know, a good captain, but nowhere close dear to Kane. I don't, even with his numbers, playing with only six teams in the league, he only won one Stanley Cup. Um, yeah. Um, it, it's 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 just hard for me to kind of stomach, man. I was expecting Kane and Taves to kind of maybe get one last run in them to win a cup and, and go out on top. You know, I was really, really hoping for that, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Um I'm trying to think of one of my my favorite Jonathan Taves moments. You know, one of them was it was the uh, well. It's it's pretty easy to say Game Seven against Anaheim. You know, it was a uh, oh yeah. It was yeah. A, a year where you know it's like man, are are we gonna are we gonna be able to beat this team? Because it was so close with the Ducks, and um, it was really really close with them. And he came in in game seven, dude, and practically won it single-handedly. I think he had a hat trick. Um, First yeah, period. He probably right? didn't he probably didn't win a fa- didn't lose a face off. And he completely shut down oh, Ryan Kessler. Uh, yeah, Ryan Kessler. Ryan, big fail Ryan, Ke- Ryan Kessler was a 40 goal scorer and, and a Selkie winner. So, I mean, that wasn't a small, a small assignment for Taser. And he just completely uh, just took out the Ducks single handedly. Um, and then, 
when the Blackhawks were playing, it was game six versus the um, versus Boston. The Hawks couldn't get anything going all game, man, all game. And then finally, um, the Taser scores and it put, puts the Hawks into the game two to one. And then we get those two goals in like, you know, oh, 20 yeah. seconds. But it was it, it was pass. Taves goal that got them got them back into the game, you know, and they won a Stanley Cup. So you can't it can't really be I guess you can't really say it's as big as uh Kaner's Kaner's overtime winner against uh, Philadelphia, but I mean if he didn't score that goal, who knows what would have happened in that game. Yeah, we'd be going back to Chicago game yeah. seven. Most likely he got him going and he made the the nice pass to Bickle yeah. to tie the game. Yeah. And Duncan Keith kept the puck in alive at the blue line and then just uh, got it to Taves and hit him with Pitt Bickle with that perfect pass. It was it was crazy. Uh, and then Bolin, obviously, we <laughs> threw he dropped the gloves <laughs> like he was going to fight somebody. Like, oh, we didn't I was win like, yet. Wait, wait, what's and, going on? Did he, yeah. did he score? Is he going to fight somebody? Or <laughs> yeah, he said his hands got stuck. And if you do look at the video, he he was they were holding him. The guy was yeah. holding him. He's like, frick this, let go. I'm celebrating. Yeah. You know. It's, that was insane. Yeah, but for me, it, it's a it was a loss game. Actually, it was 2011, uh, third period, late third period. Canucks were up, and Captain Clutch man he ties the game and just literally makes the Vancouver Canucks fans just dead yeah. silent. Like we can't beat these guys. You know we can't do yeah. it. And. Uh, you know what happened? We know what happened. Uh, Campoli fired a puck right to Burroughs, and Burroughs buried it, and they won Game Seven. But that was one of the one of a good moment for me with Taves because it's like this guy's so yeah. clutch, man. He shows up and when you need him. But my favorite, I have to say, I was at the game his rookie year against the Avalanche, sitting in two hundred. Like uh, I was looking east and west, so it was nice. I was just turning my head instead of looking straight out, and. Uh, it's where he scored that beautiful goal where he From just Kaner. went through three guys with a good pass by Kaner. Yeah, I can't believe Kaner got him in stride. He was flying, dude. He burned like three really good players, and then Jose Theodore was a pretty good goalie at the time. And I just like I'm I couldn't believe it. I was with my brother in law, and we're like, "What did he just do yeah. that?" And we're staring at each other like, "No way!" And you know, you go home and you check YouTube, and then you listen to the the Avalanche uh, broadcasters call it, and it's even better. Yeah. It's like, dude, these guys are like, they're not, you know, they're not like Jack Edwards from Boston where they're so, like, biased to the Bruins. This, this guy was cheering right. it. It's like, that was awesome. He's like, this team is coming back, yeah. and and you, you get goosebumps and stuff. But that for me, that was my favorite Taves moment, that goal. Just absolutely ridiculous. It was pretty incredible, man. You know, like, I, I mean, I remember seeing it and I was like, like, you know, like I said, Kaner hit him in stride. He was just kind of coming around, but he was, he was flying, dude. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, holy shit, how do you, yeah. how do you make that pass? And then he didn't even get touched. And then he went through <laughs> you know, like two guys. I was like, holy smoke. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, look at that dangle. You know? <laughs> Yeah, there was a couple of yeah. them, and, and he froze up the goalie. And jeez, oh I, I couldn't believe. It. I still can't yeah. believe it when I watch it. I'm like, how did he do that? I think the biggest thing to take yeah. away from like D Taves and Kane is that they were they both showed up in big moments for the Blackhawks multiple times, dude. 
it was almost guaranteed that these guys were going to show up, that the lights were going to get brighter and these guys were going to turn it up. And they did, dude, every single time, man. Even when they lost, even when they lost, they put their team in a position to win. And Taves didn't have the flashy numbers, dude, but he scored and he contributed at the times where the Blackhawks needed it most. And I think that's why they had the success that they that they did. And um, yep. It's it's almost like if Taves didn't show up, Kane would right. show up, and if Kane didn't show up, it was or Taves, Taves is hitting just a good one. Or Taves punch. isn't scoring, but he's he's not losing faceoffs, you know, and, and keeping us in the game, you know. Or Taves or or Kaner's kind of getting shut down, you know. Taves can bury one, you know. It was and it wasn't just them too, but I'm saying that the team was essentially these guys were the core of this team. We can say that, yeah. The, there are a lot of other guys that contributed, but these two young guys were the guys that essentially that they built something around and they, they showed up every single time, you know, they, they didn't have, they weren't like, you know, Lafreniere or Kako, you know, these dudes came in, they contributed year in and year out and they deserved every single dime that they've received uh, from the Blackhawks. So uh, it's too bad, you know, that um, yeah. it's just too bad yeah. that, that Taves has to go through what he's going through with his health. I wish him the best. And, um, and you know, we'll see how it plays off to the end of the season. So wild card races, man, you know, it's um, just looking at some of the teams here in the, in the Western Conference. You've got Seattle, you know, on top with uh, 41 wins, 26 losses. A lot of people were expecting this to happen last year because of what uh, the Vegas did, you know, in their in, yeah. in their opening season. But um, the Hawks are dead last with 24, 24 wins, 46 losses. And um, what what are you expecting from the from the Kraken? I yeah, man, I did not see this coming. They're just uh, playing very well. They got that young rookie Beneers, who's probably going to be rookie of the year. Uh, didn't just didn't see it. I, I I I honestly I can't believe Winnipeg is in the last spot. Yeah, I thought they'd be a lot higher too. You know, they got Connor Hellebuck's a good goalie. It's just they're probably asking a little too much from him. Kyle Connor, good player. I it I think that's what it's going to be. I think the Jets will find a way to get that second spot. But uh, it's kind of crazy. The Flames, you know, they made that big trade like we talked about earlier and. I don't think it's really worked out for them, but look, they're still fighting, man. I mean, it just takes a little bit of a win streak. They they could bump somebody, but I think it's going to be Seattle and Winnipeg in the West. I just don't. I think Nashville's going to run out of gas because they're going to rely on that Soros kid way too much. Oh yeah, and he'll, he'll, he's going to have That's a what bad they game. Do. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So there, I think what is there? Uh, seven games left. So six for the Hawks. Yes, it depends, but. Um, yeah, I think Winnipeg might, they might flop over and, you know, take the first spot. And, you know, Seattle could swap with them. But I think that these teams are going to lock it up and probably get it done. Yeah. I, I don't think Nashville's going to have enough gas to do it. And if they do get in, it's such a waste because they're going to get just blown out of the water by, you know, whoever finishes on top in the West. But it, it's it's almost a waste. They're not going to. They're not going to go anywhere. So Kyle Connors, uh, very very quietly, is a is an established thirty goal scorer. He's got twenty nine goals on the year, seventy six games played. Whenever he plays seventy games or more, he scores thirty goals or more. So uh, I I just can't believe how how under the radar this guy flies. 
you know. Oh yeah, he was voted last year most underrated player in the game. He he could be it again. You know, he's just a really good player. Even Matthew Kachuk can be yeah, that. Yeah, he can. Uh, you know, looking at Matthew Kachuk's numbers, you know, him playing in in Calgary last year. You know, they had a really really great thing going. You know, I mentioned that before, uh, and he is sitting at. Uh, hold on a second here. I had it pulled up. Um. He's at last year. He had, I think, 114 or 116 points. I thought that it was a fluke because I know that he's a good player, but he, I think, he spends more time in the penalty box than he should, considering yeah. considering his skill level. But he's another year. He's got 102 points this year, 38 goals, 64 assists. He's going to hit 40 goals this year. So. I think that's crazy that this guy has done it two years in a row, considering how much time he spends in the box. Um, I think that uh, it looks like Florida kind of fleeced him on the on the trade with uh, oh yeah with Weger yeah. and, and Huberdo. Huberdo's I know he's really pissed off uh, from from the trade. He took it uh, he took it pretty personally uh, getting traded. But yeah, I guess you could say a hundred a hundred two points compared to Connor's. Um, well, Connor's. Kyle Connors got 77 points. Not bad. He's a minus 12. Yeah. Not on a, not on the well, best of teams either. And the supporting cast isn't that great. Yeah. A minus 12. I mean, that's pretty noticeable though. Yeah. Yeah, you're on the ice a lot for and you put up that many numbers, you got to you got to lock it down a little bit in your own end. Let me look up Kachuk's numbers. Um, let me go here. Matthew Kachuk. This year he's thirty eight goals and sixty four assists. Yeah, and he's a plus yep. twenty six. So actually, yeah. wow, uh, not that good of a team either defensively. Yeah. They're not that good there. Yeah, he had forty two goals last year. It looks like he oh he had one hundred and four points last year. I apologize. He's at seventy four games, one hundred two points. Looks like he he has a very good chance of of uh, upping his production from even last year. Look at these numbers, man. Uh, twenty in 2016, 2017, his rookie year, he had 48 points in 76 games. 17, 18 in 68 games, he had 49 points among the same. Uh, 2018, 2019 went up to 77 points, almost a 30 point increase in production. Uh, 62 penalty minutes that year. 20, uh, 29 in his first year, he had 105 penalty minutes. Um, 2019, 2020, 69 games played. 23 goals, 38 assists with 61 points. He was a minus 5, 74 penalty minutes. 2020, 2021, 56 games, 16 goals, 27 assists, 43 points. He was a plus 6 with 55 penalty minutes. Holy smoke. So 2021, 2022, he played all 82 games, 42 goals, 62 assists, 104 points, plus 57, and was a, and had 68 penalty minutes. Now, look at this year's numbers. 74 games played, 38 goals, 64 assists, 102 points, uh, a plus 26, and he has 92 penalty minutes. Yeah, that's just crazy. He's going to need uh, Stan Makita's daughter to say something to him because he could probably get like 140 points. If Can he you imagine that? Box. Could you imagine if this guy <laughs> yeah. stayed out of the box? He, I mean, he could probably put up 120 points. Yeah, he probably could. I mean, it's impressive to get this is his third 100 point season. Second. Second that that's impressive back to back, dude. That's something a lot of players will never do. And 
and he's doing it on two different teams right. with different line mates. That's insane. It is. And with all the penalty minutes. So, yeah, he, he's a very underrated player. He's just, I think he likes the feistiness, yeah, though. He I does. think he likes to fight and be that kind of, that, you know, uh, game breaking uh, agitator type of guy like a Brad Marchand. But Brad Marchand stopped that. Yeah, stuff. he did. And look at his numbers. His numbers are incredible. Yeah, they too. are. So he might need a lesson like that. Like, hey, listen. We love your your toughness, and we love that you'll drop the gloves anytime. But we need you on the ice more. Yeah, <laughs> you know we need we need you. Those extra couple of goals will help us get extra wins. Yeah, so. and you get paid, and, and those guys are fighting. Yeah, you're getting paid elite. He, he could so. easily, dude. This guy could easily if he if he were to cut his penalty penalty minutes in half, and he gets to 120 points, he could be asking for you know 12 million. Not anymore, but I mean, just uh, very elite. I mean, look at what he's doing. That team, that team is not that no, good. They're not. I mean, they're we're jumping over to the East now. They're in the second wild card spot right. with eighty-five points, two points behind the Islanders at eighty-seven points, and then you got Pittsburgh on their on their backs at eighty-four points. I think it's going to come down to these three two. You know, Buffalo could make a surprise, but you you know you never know, but. Look at Kachuk is done for this. Yeah, team. I mean he's. If it wasn't for him, this team would probably be below. You know, like where Washington or Ottawa's at right now. So this guy has pretty much took the team on his back and you know getting him to the promised land. But well, here's another it, thing. It's going to be tough. This is interesting. These three teams. It's going to be. I don't. I. I can't decide. I think Pittsburgh's got that. You know the 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 experience to, to pull up a winning streak at the end to get into the playoffs. <laughs> The Islanders, I'm not sold on. I'm them, not either. And I'm just, I just don't. I'm not sold on them. his uh, Twitter. His uh, Twitter handle is Kachucky Cheese, <laughs> which I think is absolutely <laughs> hilarious, man. Uh, he's obviously yeah. a probably a fun guy to be around. I can imagine, but him and Brady. But, yeah. but check this out. So last year, 21-22, he had 68 penalty minutes. Okay, he was a plus 57. This year. He's got 92 penalty minutes. He's a plus 26. I think that there's a direct correlation of him being off the ice and his plus minus and then being on it. Like the, which you could also say that Florida might not be winning games because he's off the ice and uh, and they're getting uh, power play goals off of it. They're getting scored on, I should say. Could could be, yeah. I wonder what the analytics are on yeah. that. If what, what whatever he's in the box, how many goals are scored? Right. Against. I'm sure there's a stat out there or whatever. Got to be. Just, just, uh, yeah. That's definitely a guy you want maybe taking 12 penalty minutes a year, <laughs> and uh, and it's not going to no. happen because he likes to drop the gloves, and that's a five each I'd time. I'd give him 40. Sometimes he'll get a game misconduct. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'd give him 40. That's a lot too, though, for a guy you're you know you're paying big bucks for to be your star. I mean, I mean, I'd want to be almost like Pavel Datsuk and Nick Lindstrom. Like, hey, keep it under ten. Yeah, dude. no, no stick infractions or anything. We get the delay of game bullshit penalties. I but mean, try to stay out. I mean, there's still like six games left in the season. He's sitting at 92 penalty minutes. He could. I oh, mean, God, he, he could hit all time goals and assist highs, and and still hit a hundred oh, penalty minutes. <laughs> Oh, he will. He will. You know, at the end of the season, it's going to get chippy. Like oh, when yeah. you're desperate to get in, and you're, you know, you're say you're facing Tampa or something, and they're they're shit talking like, hey, you guys ready to get bounced in the first round again or something like that. You know, he's going to drop yeah. the gloves. 
I, so, I mean, I'm saying if this dude could keep it at 40 or 50 penalty minutes, dude, his production could go up, and I think that that could be beneficial for the team. Dude, well, the playoffs last year, that series with Edmonton, game one, he was fantastic. He was Matthew Kachuk antics, man. He was scoring, right. starting trouble, and then he stopped. Yeah. And then the Oilers won the series. It's like, why'd you stop? Yeah. You know, like, you, you were a difference maker here, yeah. dude. Get in his head, man. Get in his head. It's McDavid. Just throw the bodies on him. Just be you, you know, and then... And, I think, dude, he probably was like, I'm not staying at Edmonton, or I'm not staying in Calgary. Edmonton's got the two best players in the world. I got no chance in hell yeah, here, you know? Yeah. He's probably like, I'm going down to the freaking beach, yeah. getting 100 points a season, 100 penalty minutes a season, <laughs> and having some fun, Yeah, you know? So yeah. it's just crazy. I think he's got to play like that, though. If the, you want the Panthers to be successful, he's got to be, you know, like that, that little wrecking ball out there. But he's got to... You got to stay out of the box as much as you can. Sure. You know? Him and Drew Doughty have the, the best feud, I think. I, I, I don't know, know if you've ever seen as, the YouTube as videos. much anymore. They hate oh, they each do. other, yeah. and that was must see TV, man. That right. was good stuff. I know Kachuk's probably like, "Good, I'm glad that Dicks. He's he's down in Florida. I'm gonna stay as far away as I can from that guy. He pisses me yeah. off, but it was so good, man. So good." But I think that's why they Florida might have made that trade, you know, because they couldn't get over Tampa. Right. And this is a guy that could make a difference in getting everybody's head down yeah. there. But unfortunately, Tampa, they like that game too. Yeah, they do. You know, they got Big Rig and they got Corey Perry, who's kind of like a Matthew Kachuk. You know, he's kind he was like it. You know, he could score goals, he could fight you, he could chirp you and Dude, that'd be another good playoff series if it were to happen. Just for honorable mention, I'd like to mention that Brady Kachuk this year has 78 points, 34 goals, 44 assists. Possibility of him being a 40-goal scorer. I mean, imagine that, uh, you know, that they have these two brothers are, you know, they're that good that they could play in the in the NHL and be, honestly, uh, put up elite numbers. He's got 170, yeah. 107 penalty minutes on this season. I hear he's more feisty than his uh, older brother, which is kind of funny. Um, you know, just the, the just stories playing on a boring the team. Stories that that's they have all. Yeah, each other. I I just don't like the team he's playing for. I just it's just the most boring Canadian team sure. out there. So this year, man, we have a there's an opportunity for looks about twenty. We could even say twenty five guys in the NHL hitting forty goals on the season. Uh, Connor McDavid. Uh, has a possibility to hit 70, which I hope that he hits because that would be really, really cool awesome. to see. Um, but Alex Tuck, Jared McCann, a Adrian Kempe, Clayton Keller, Elias Peterson, Bo Horvat, Willem Nylander has more goals than, um, has more, has tied with uh, Austin Matthews, uh, Timo Meyer, Tim, uh, I have a hard time with his name, man, Stutzla, Andre yep. Kuzmensko. Zibanejad, Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, Mark Shifley, Kirill Kaprizov, 39 goals. He's going to hit 40 again. Really good investment there in, in Minnesota. Carter Verhage in Florida. He's probably yeah. benefiting from playing with Matthew Kachuk. Uh, Jack Hughes, uh, Ovi's has hit 40. Hughes hit 40. Verhage hit 40. Jason Robertson, man, this kid's a, a bona fide star. Jason Robertson, 42 goals. Tage Thompson, 44 goals. Another new star. Braden Point's going to hit 50. Miko Ratnan at 49. 
Dreisaitl, 50. Pasternak, 56, could hit 60. You know, this is great for the league, having so many guys putting up so many good points. I mean, if we even go down to 30 points, we're at 43 players, man, hitting um, 30 points or more, 30, I'm sorry, 30 goals or more, which is, uh, which is, and by the end of the season, we could have 50. So uh, really, really, could, really yeah. crazy, man. Really great for the league, dude. Because for a long time, we had guys hitting 42 goals and they were winning, you know, top goal score, Rocket Richard trophy, you know, and, and it was. Yep. 50 was the big deal back then. It was like, dang, this guy hit 50 and he was the only one to do it. Now we got a freaking 60, possibly 70 yeah. guy. We got. We're gonna have about. I think we're gonna have five multiple fifty uh, goal scores. Fifty goal yeah. scores. I think we'll have about five, yeah. which is great. I mean, this is great for the league. It goes to show you how much talent you know is really in the NHL, man. And um, I think Pasta could hit. 60. I think he could too. I think he's. I think and he I'd will. I'd like to see it. Yeah, I'd like to see that too. A seventy and a sixty goal score in fifties and a bunch of forties. Yeah, man, that's that's insane. It's never been that high. Um, I want to mention. Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, coming out here with a with the hell of a season, ninety seven points. He's going to hit hundred points this year, man. Uh, th- Thirty five awesome. goals, yeah. sixty two assists. Really great to see, man. Um, your your favorite, Eric Carlson, twenty two goals, uh. seventy three assists. Um, but how about that Mark, minus? How's that I, I minus? Would, I would like to say that he is uh, probably for him is doing very well in the in the minus. He's a minus fourteen, even though putting up ninety five points, which is uh, it, it's very impressive. It, it is. is scoring twenty two goals as a defenseman is is huge. It is uh, seventy three assists. That's that's crazy. But you know, for playing a position, if you look at the this top list. The top 10, he actually, I will say the top 11 because he's 11. He's the only minus player. Yeah. And then if you keep scrolling down, the next minus player is Stutzel yeah. at minus two. And that that's not bad. He's not on a good team. And then, you know, you keep scrolling down. That's Steven Stamkos is the next minus one. So he is, <laughs> Kyle Connor is pretty high up there too. But then you go up and you look at Carlson again, minus 14. And you're a top 15 goal scorer, top defenseman. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, I would not give him the Norris because of that. Yeah. If you get it to zero, bud, I'll give it to you. Yeah. But or even, I just don't. I don't think it's the that's how you're supposed to play the position. Yeah, I, don't. I agree. I agree. I'm gonna pull up defenseman here. Hold on, get stats. It's not like it's not like Quinn Hughes is a plus seventeen, seventy three points. He's he is he's Hughes, the next yeah. one under Eric Carlson at seventy three points, seven goals, sixty six assists. He's a plus seventeen on a terrible team. I, I mean, I don't think that Vancouver is a is a very no, they're not is good. a very no, good team. They'll be bottom five. They're they work their way to the Dude, bottom. This five. guy is on a bottom yeah. five team, and he's a plus seventeen. For reference, Dougie Hamilton, who's on the Devils, who's on a very good team, is a pl- very is a plus yeah. twenty two. Adam Fox, a plus twenty nine. You know that's that's unbelievable. These are incredible numbers by. Um, Hampus Lindholm is a plus 46. Charlie McAvoy is a plus 28. But I think it's really impressive that Quinn Hughes is a plus 17 and Dougie Hamilton, they're both, he's a plus 22. But Quinn Hughes right here, it just sticks out to me. I know that the plus minus isn't the end all be all of statistics for 
defensemen, because I know if defensemen are heavily judged by this number, but um, I just don't see... If, I, for for defensemen, it is for me. If sure. I'm If I'm bringing in a guy and I'm paying him big bucks... I want him to play defense right. too. I want him to play both ways. This guy is just one dimensional. Right. I mean, he's got he's got twenty five power play points, which is very good. Uh, he's obviously getting more time out there. He plays about twenty five minutes a game, so it's it's impressive. I know there's a lot of people love yeah. him. They think he's like one of the best talents since you know, like like Bobby yeah. Orr type of <laughs> type of thing because he could put up points, but. We went over this a couple podcasts ago. We're, we're like, dang, Bobby Orr only played fifteen or twelve years or something. It was yeah. his numbers were unbelievable, and he was a, a plus rated player. Yeah, so he could play defense. He was too. like Connor McDavid playing defense. Yeah, yeah, it's un, un, unheard of that that happens. And you know, you just look at the the top five. Adam Fox is. Uh, a uh, plus twenty two was that uh, plus, plus twenty six I think. Hold on, no twenty nine plus twenty nine. Yeah, he has sixty eight points. He's I mean, there's no way he's going to even be considered in the top three. Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's weird to see the top rated defenseman most points as a defenseman with a minus fourteen next yeah. to his name. And Bobby Orr it's was like a, a plus what eight hundred or something like that. In his, career, in his career, yes, this guy will always be a negative. He scored, player. He yeah, scored just, points. I mean, I mean, Bobby Orr scored tons of points, but he also put up. He was also. Uh, let me look it up. Hold on. Even though we did this last, look, week. even Kale McCarr right now, dude. He's at sixty games played. He has sixty six points, and he's a plus sixteen. Right. So if he was probably healthy all year, yeah. I think he would probably, you know, he could probably be in the top three. Quinn Hughes is having a great season. Yeah, yeah. A terrible team, like you said. It's incredible. And it's not like Eric Carlson is willing the team into a playoff spot. You know, he they didn't even compete all season. They're like the Blackhawks. Right. It's kind of like the Cubs back in the day. What was it? Uh, Ernie Banks was always the stud. Yeah. Andre Dawson was a stud. Ryan they just Chamber. they sucked. Yeah. But yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. Everyone knows how I feel about him. There's no doubt he's a very skilled player. I just don't, I just don't like what the Norris Trophy has yeah, become I and agree. how they give the, how they give the players, how they, decide. especially how it's they're saying it's like the, a runaway. It's, it's like, oh, Eric Carlson, a runaway for the Norris. It's like, you kidding me? He's, he, I think for all that production he's done, he still gives up more. Yeah. Against because he's he's a turnover machine. He, and he just doesn't play the position where right. he's got offense on his mind, which is fine. It works. I think when you're looking for offense. for a playoff team and you have a good defensive partner that will bail you out, yeah. you have a Brent Seabrook that can cover your butt and make you look better and at least finish in a positive, yeah. you know? But I, I still think Kale McCarr, um, uh, who is, I'm sorry, Adam Fox and uh, our boy Victor Hedman are still the best three defensemen in the league at, both ways playing the game right. Bobby Orr was a plus five hundred and eighty-two on the season, on, on, on this career. One, yeah, two, that's, three, four. That's unbelievable. And look at he his career was cut short. Twelve seasons. Of his twelve seasons plus five eighty-two. Yeah, twelve seasons. He had horrible knees. He went. He came to Chicago. I think one or two, two years, years yeah. and it was just it it didn't work out. He was just just shot. I think they wanted to bring his name to the city to bring fans. Well, that's in. what they always did at the yeah. time. Yeah, and it's just it's a shame if he played 
you know, like now he, he would, he would probably be Connor McDavid, like, yeah. you know, at the top as a defense. Right. So anyways, everybody, that's well, all we got for you today. Great hockey talk, man. As always, uh, do us a favor, yeah. everyone. If you have a chance, hit subscribe. If you haven't, we really, really appreciate it. Um, go to liquid IV for 15% off. Use uh, Chicago Tomahawk as for your code. You get 15% off. We use it for keeping yourself hydrated. And uh, we'll catch you guys up on the next one. This is the Tomahawk. We're out of here. Peace.